You're listening to the Mountain Practice Journeys podcast, a comfy, cozy place for private practice introverts, highly sensitive therapists, and solopreneurs who help and heal. This is the place for practical, nature-based, magical support for your business and life. there and welcome back to the Mountain Practice Journeys podcast. I'm your host, Cindy. Here in episode 56, I'm back with Nick Fuller of iTherapy to chat about the SEO strategy of link building. Now on to our conversation. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mountain Practice Journeys podcast. I'm joined again today by Nick Fuller with iTherapy. And today we are continuing our conversation from last week about SEO. So last week we talked about some general SEO strategies, and today we're really going to dig into the SEO strategy of link building. So welcome back, Nick. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me again. Happy to be here. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed our conversation last week and I'm excited to dig into more specifics. So I know that link building was one of the three main fundamentals of, of SEO for your website. So yeah, I know we talked a little bit last week about link building and what it is, but do you want to describe that a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like you said, the, the link building is one of the three fundamentals. There's the, uh, Keyword research, the on-page optimizations, there's link building. Now, I'm going to dive into link building now, but like, if you're kind of thinking, you know what, I'm, I'm less into SEO. I heard this Nick guy last week, but even if that's the case, stick with me because this is going to be a strategy that you can ignore the rest of the stuff that I was mentioning last week, if, if that's you, and but this is going to still be helpful for you and still be an opportunity for you that I think you're going to be into. If you were thinking that SEO is awesome, then you're especially going to get benefit out of this. But so link building, the idea of link building is basically, I was saying last week, uh, links are like the currency in SEO, right? So basically, I mean, Google's algorithm needs some way to, to rank different websites. They need some way to measure how relevant and good and, and likable a website is. And links are one of their main ways to do that. If you think about it, it makes sense. Again, they need to have some way to, to rank these websites, but you know, probably if you think uh, either this New York Times article or this super awesome cat meme is great, you might link to it, right? So like, it's a great metric that they can have to go rank for their search engine. So how do we build links? Well, we talked a little bit last week about some super easy wins, like making your Facebook business page and having a link over to that. That's something that you should definitely do. The Google My Business page, and you can link that over to your website. That's super easy to do. But what about like, where do you go from there, right? So I want to tell you about a uh, something called help a reporter out um, or H-A-R-O, HARO, and you can build a whole bunch of links there. Have you ever heard of HARO before, Cindy? I have, yes. And I know that some of my therapist colleagues have used that and yeah. have been featured in some really great publications. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a fantastic opportunity. So you go to helpareporter.com and at the top, it says, you know, source for every story. You're going to click this button that says, I'm a source. But basically, the idea there is that you know, you're helping reporters, right? So imagine there's someone that's maybe writing an article for Valentine's Day for Cosmo magazine or whatever, and they're, you know, hey, how to keep things spicy around Valentine's in your relationship, right? That sounds like a Cosmo article, yeah. right? <laughs> 
Well, imagine if they could talk to either a relationship therapist or a sex therapist or whatever and have them quoted in their article. They might want something like that, right? They mm-hmm. might be thinking, I'd really like to have that sort of expertise for my article. Well, they, as a journalist, are going to come on to this help reporter out and, and basically say exactly that. They're going to write a little blurb that says, I'm writing this article on this. I'd really like you know, some either relationship therapist, sex therapist, or mental health special, whatever their, their term that they choose to use for it. But they're looking for that sort of thing to add like a, a few sentences to their article and just give it a little bit more credibility, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you as either that, you know, and again, in this example, relationship therapist, sex therapist, you're perfect for that, right? You're exactly what they're looking for. And you're super well qualified to add that little bit of extra information that they're looking for and give them that credibility. So you're going to sign up as a source here and you're going to get emails for when people are looking for this. Do you remember, Cindy, like oh, for, have your friends told you how many emails that they get for this? Oh, yeah. They said they, they get a ton. <laughs> right? Yeah. It turns out it's like it's three times every single day. So it's like. I think it's five in the, yeah, five in the morning, Eastern time. And then midday, I think noon and then 5 PM. Now, if you're like me and I know this about you, Cindy, now too, and you're not a morning person so much, right? (laughs) Yeah. Then, then that 5 AM, we don't want to deal with that email, right? Yeah. So my whole strategy here is like, I mean, you want to sign up as a source, but you don't want to make this a new job. You don't need to be checking out for like all these emails, every single, like you don't need to look at all three emails, uh, every single day. Okay. If you can work into your schedule, like, Hey, I'm going to look at the 5 PM emails on like Monday and Wednesday, maybe Friday too, or, you know, Hey, it turns out I can squeeze in that midday email on my lunch break a few times a week. And then I'm going to look at, I am a morning bird. So I'm going to look at that 5 AM on like Mondays and just like knock that out. You know, Yeah. that's, that's my, my recommended approach. Find a way that you can kind of spend some time looking at those emails, right. When they come to you just a few times a week. Um, you do want to look at them soon after they arrive, because again, these, these writers are on a deadline, right? They're looking for something quick, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you kind of wait and try to get back to it later, you're going to miss your shot. Someone's else going to, uh, respond to it before you had a chance. Right. Mm -hmm. The other thing I think is really valuable is just to have a little bit of an email template, uh, that just says, you know, who you are and like a link to your website. And also it's nice to include in that email. This is important too. Good to include in that email that you send to them. Uh, um, if you know, if you use my my blurb, my feedback, I would love a link over to my website, right? Because mm-hmm. they're not necessarily going to do that. They will quote you, but they won't necessarily link to your website. But if you're asking for it, they're they're you know probably going to yeah. do it. And that's that's the real. I mean, it's nice to get the exposure on its own. That's pretty cool. But getting that link over to your website is the real SEO value out of all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cause just thinking about a therapist in, I mean, in any town, I was going to say just, Hey, you're a therapist in a small town and somehow you get featured in one of these really big, I mean, that could be, um, not just building credibility. Cause I know a lot of therapists, you know, whenever they're quoted in, in different, um, you know, publications that they can share that on their website. And it does build credibility to say, Hey, I was featured in this, or I have been an expert source in this. And that can really help clients to build trust in you. Cause it's like, Oh yeah, they really do know what they're talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I know I use the example of Cosmo, but it's not just, you know, it's also like time magazine, New York times, Mashable, Chicago, Tribune, Reuters, you know, 
there's basically all the big media outlets and and a lot of smaller media outlets. They're all here and they're all looking for someone to quote. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really, really great strategy. And like you said, you are going to be getting a lot of emails and you do have to respond pretty quickly, but come mm-hmm. up with something that works for you. So it's not like you have to check it every single time that it comes through because you don't want this to be a second job. <laughs> but if you can, like when you do check it and you see something that you're qualified for, uh, you know, respond pretty quickly. Cause I bet those get snagged up pretty quickly. They may yep. be like, Oh yeah, we have enough experts already. Or like you said, it may be, Oh, I need to have this, uh, my draft in, in two days. And yep. so I need to speak with someone really soon. Yep. Yeah. The other important thing here is to kind of remember what they're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they don't want you to write their article for them, right? Yeah. <laughs> they, they're looking for like two or three sentences on whatever mm-hmm. topic they're looking for, right? They want to be able to kind of slip that into their story. And that's probably it. If they have follow-up questions, you know, let them know that they can email you back for some follow-up, but you know, most of your responses are only going to need to be two, three sentences. So mm-hmm. again, you know, you check your email a few times, you write that two, three sentences and include it with a, uh, a template email that has other, like a little bit of a bio and a link to your website, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You're done. You know, this, this, yeah. we're making it from maybe a second job to something that's pretty easy. Yeah. And I think it's really important what you said about creating the template ahead of time, because that's another step out of the way. You know, you basically got most of that information in there already. So sharing the information, you know, a really short bio about yourself, a link to your website, and also making that request like, hey, yeah, if you feature me, I would really love for you to link back to my website in the article. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely important. Mm -hmm. So I made the the example of uh, it being you know, relationship or sex therapist, but whatever kind of work you do, there's Mm -hmm. probably going to be some kind of opportunity here at some point, you know, whether, go ahead. Oh, I was just thinking with the, um, just the way 2020 was, and I think it really uh, was shining a spotlight on mental health and more people are aware of depression, anxiety, trauma, because it, I mean, they were always going on and they always have been, but just being able to have more of a spotlight on mental health and, uh, you know, I think it's really bumped up the importance of people taking care of themselves and taking care of their mental health. I think there's more opportunities now than ever for therapists to be featured in articles like that, because even just with the holidays coming up, you know, some people are super excited. Some people really dread the holidays and have a lot of stuff that comes up. And so I've been seeing a lot of articles written, you know, how to manage the holidays, the holiday stress. And if you, um, you know, have family trauma or there's so many different angles that that could be. And that's just this season that we're in. And I know that just throughout the year, I think there's always so many opportunities for therapists to share their expertise. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's a really good point. Like first, yeah, absolutely. The mental health being more of an issue post 2020, we all got locked away and we all got depressed, right? Mm, exactly. <laughs> but then also, yeah, you're absolutely right. That like different, different events along the year, you know, if you're that relationship counselor, Valentine's is going to be a time people are looking for you. If you're a, um, I spoke with a eating disorder specialist mm-hmm. and prior to Thanksgiving, you know, she has some things that talk about like not binge eating on Thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. that's good. Um, uh, if you work with uh, trauma, then around like Veterans Day, Memorial Day, you might be have more interest for your, your expertise. You know, mm-hmm. there's going to be something out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Any thoughts about like, um, 
So you said, so you told us like, it's super easy to get signed up for, Mm -hmm. for Harrow and then creating your template Mm -hmm. and coming up with a strategy of how am I going to manage all these emails? So it's not overwhelming Mm -hmm. anything else you can think of for, for using this strategy, um, for therapists to be aware of. So, yeah, yeah. The other kind of important thing is just to kind of keep at it, right? Because this is, this is going to be something where, you know, you're, there certainly are going to be times where you're looking at that email and you're going to be like, well, there's nothing that's a good fit for me here. Okay. All right. No worries. You got another, you got three more emails tomorrow. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like there's, there's always that, that next opportunity. Right. Um, And then addition to that, even when you've responded to someone, even if you thought, man, I've got the perfect response on like a great fit here they may not respond to you even if they go and use your stuff, right? Um, they they Sometimes they will say, hey, this is great and I'm going to include it here and it'll be published at this time, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Or that, that's an option. That's an opportunity. That's, that's a possibility. But it's also entirely possible that uh, they won't say anything, but you will be featured later. And that is not a problem. That is totally okay. You know, if you're, if you're getting featured at all, uh, then you're getting what you want out of here. And you may not know that you got featured, but mm-hmm. that's okay. You know, yeah, that's, yeah, I've had that happen before where it's like, oh, I didn't even know this article was published yet, but I'm featured in it. <laughs> and, and yeah, even if they don't include the link, maybe like you requested, it's still a great opportunity for um, you to have that credibility. And once you find out that you're featured, you can go sharing it all over. You can share, um, you know, on your blog or on your social media, or even just tell friends about it. Like, Hey, I was featured in this, um, really awesome magazine or this really awesome website. And I think it, you know, kind of gives you those bragging rights. Like, Whoa, this is pretty cool. (laughs) Right. No, I absolutely agree. And like, not only are the bragging rights cool, but yeah, I mean, there's a, like, there's an SEO benefit there too. If you're, if people are kind of going to there and then they're clicking through to your link to your website, Mm -hmm. well, that's good too. So yeah, if you're, if you're on social media at all, if you do get featured and you're aware of it, like sharing it is, is a nice thing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And while we're on the topic of link building, I know that Harrow is one of the options, but thinking about, and I know that maybe some of these other strategies might not, you know, give you as much currency. Uh, but I know in the past I have written guest blog post for other therapists and, I mean, I think every little bit helps, even though it may not be a, um, you know, you said there's like the $1 links, the $5 links, the $10 <laughs> links. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts on that um, with either doing guest blog post or being featured maybe more locally? Right. Uh, awesome. That's a great <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. So the only way, like the, the only way a link can hurt you is if it has l- way less credibility than you. Right. Mm-hmm. So if it, like, if you've been doing this for a while and you're in that like kind of 30 credibility space and like some brand, brand new website linked to you, that's not really super helpful. Right. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it, I mean, it, so basically all the time, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like uh, any link that you're getting over to your website is a positive thing. So if you're enjoying like blogging and you get an opportunity to go write a guest blog, fantastic. If they're linking to you that even better, you know, but yeah, the other, if you, if there's any opportunity in local media and you're able to get there, that's super cool. Especially because 
you know, again, if you have a physical office and you're working more in a specific geographic, I work with so many people that are like online exclusively. So a lot of times my headspace mm-hmm. is that way, but yeah, yeah. if you have the physical office, the being in local media is sometimes even more valuable because then you're getting like right in front of your, your client, your prospective client pool, you know? Yeah. And thinking about, um, like the Cosmo article that we were talking about earlier, if you are like a licensed therapist versus maybe a relationship coach. So as a licensed therapist, um, you can only work with people in your state um, for the most part, unless you're licensed in multiple states and hopefully that will change. But yeah, if you're featured in that article and you might have someone five states away that reads it and be like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Yeah. They might click on your website and see like, oh yeah, I can't really work with them. So, so there is that exposure, but it may not be as beneficial as you think it is as far as the clients finding you, because it definitely is beneficial for your SEO if they link back. But like you said, if you were featured in a local newspaper about your specialty, that may be even more powerful than like a national publication. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, plus, you know, if it's like, (laughs) if it's the local ABC, well, you can still say I was featured on ABC, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Whatever it is. Um, But then though, I mean, those sites are often going to have a lot of authority also. So it's, it's a super valuable link um, for just tons of reasons, but yeah, sometimes, (laughs) sometimes you can even, um, I haven't done this in a long time, but like sometimes you can go to a local news station, like send a message to an editor or producer, that sort of thing, and like pitch a story to them, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you're, again, you're, uh, you know, someone that works with veterans and you want to pitch a story to them about Veterans Day, you know, or around Veterans Day, they may, they may be into that idea, you know? So. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Reaching out to your local media outlets and being able to provide value because that may be really great for them. Cause like, Oh, I didn't even have to come up with this myself. You know, <laughs> I, uh, this is great. I've got a story that's going to be awesome and I've already got someone interested in it. So that saves a little bit of that work of coming up with a story and then trying to find someone to talk about it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. They're always looking for another story. So if you're mm-hmm. able to just bring it to them, they're, yeah. they're, if they don't have anything else on their plate and they're looking to fill a spot, they're going to be super thrilled about it. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One, um, a question I had about links or just another thought that's a little bit, I mean, it's still about links, but it's not really what we're talking about as far as, um, the, uh, linking back to your website. But if you have a website and you're linking out to other things, Uh. like, does that have an impact on SEO? Cause I'm thinking like with my, uh, previous, therapist website that I had, I had, you know, like a resources page and I linked out to a lot of different things just so it's really easy for, for clients to find the resources that they need. And so I didn't know what your thoughts were on that of linking away from the website. Cause I know you want people to stay on your website, so you don't want to be sending them away, but right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So those are called outbound links and yeah, it's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, you know, if you're, if you're linking out to other relevant information, uh, then again, Google's going to look at that and be like, oh, well, they're just trying to provide relevant information that, you know, <laughs> it's sort of another thing where, you know, if your links are to some brand new website that you created last, last weekend, <laughs> that's not great. But if your links are to something that's really credible um, uh-huh. and helpful for your audience, then, then Google's going to be thrilled that you're doing it. So yeah, yeah that's another, another positive thing. 
Okay. Yeah. And just thinking about from the web design side of it, whenever I'm designing websites, I always make sure that the links open in a new tab. So you don't (laughs) want someone to, you don't want to be on them to be on your website and click a link and it like closes your website and goes to a new one. So it it basically just replaces your website with a new link. Um, So I always like to have your website stay open and they can click on the link and it'll open up in a new tab so they can, you know, easily come back to your website and aren't going to be taking away from it. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta make sure they stay on that page and drive them to that action we want. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And another thought that I had about links that is a little, you know, it's about SEO, but linking within your own website. Cause I know that when I'm designing sites, if um, say, for example, there's a specialty page on depression, but then mm-hmm. you mention something about depression on the, um, you know, on the homepage, I make sure mm-hmm. just within the text to link to the depression page. So I know that that can be helpful and I don't know exactly how helpful. I just know that it is. So I tend to do that on the websites that I design is that just within the website, having it really interconnected. And if you write a blog post about something that you have a page for on your website, you want to make sure that you make a link that goes to this other page on your website. So thoughts about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect advice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Internal links are super important. Um, you see, I mean, just like you're describing, yeah, if you have that depression page and you mentioned depression on the homepage, then linking over to it is is fantastic. Addition to that, of course, like, you know, you should always be thinking about, um, you know, what's kind of the flow that I want someone to have through the website, you know, they may get to your homepage first, but then they're probably going to want to drive them to one of those sort of service pages, like a page about depression, that sort of thing. But eventually you always want them to, you want to be driving to an action, which is probably going to be some kind of contact form to schedule an initial consult, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So every single page should have that call to action multiple times. Um, I sometimes even try to make sure that there's like a button or a link to, hey, schedule an initial consult on like always visible on the page, no matter where you scrolled on on the page, right? Mm -hmm. So there's one at the top, there's one kind of middle, there's one at that sort of thing. Um, The call to action is very important, but all, yeah, again, that, that other point you were mentioning of the blog post, uh, yeah, if you have, you know, if you wrote a blog post about maybe like seasonal depression, then absolutely go link that to your main depression page and then, you know, have calls to action on both. But that will sort of like having those extra links over to your depression page will bolster that depression page too. Mm-hmm. Um, if you sort of think about it like a, a hub and spokes you can have you know one depression page that's the hub in the middle and you can have different blog posts that kind of relate mm-hmm. out to it and, and point back to it that's um that's a great way to build that credibility of that central post that central page yeah yeah i really like that and i think if you are a blogger this is a really great strategy so if you do yeah. have these specialty pages and it is about a broader topic like depression or anxiety um writing a blog post about the different types of maybe writing a blog post, like you said, on seasonal depression um, or chronic depression, or maybe one on social anxiety or, you know, the different types of anxiety that shows up and have a blog post that goes into a lot of detail about that. And so on your anxiety page, when you mention these different types, they can click on that link and go to your blog post about you describing it. And that could be an even better Uh, option than linking to some 
other like national site about anxiety that goes into the descriptions of all these different types. And I think clients would like to hear uh, that description in your own words and how you work with it, because that's going to be more beneficial to them than reading this uh, from this national website, a description of this type of anxiety. Absolutely. No, very well said. And I think the the most important thing you can do on a website from just a conversion perspective is uh, build that relationship and and speak to your client and the challenges that they're having. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're able to describe the issues that your prospective clients are having better than they can, and I know you can, Mm -hmm. I know you know this stuff, right? (laughs) Then, Then instant credibility with that client, you know? Mm-hmm. If you can describe how they're feeling, then they're going to, they're, they're going to want to work with you. End of story, you know? Yeah. So if you're able to do that on sort of, yeah, different variations of anxiety, that sort of thing, it's, it's great. Um, and, and yeah, if you like writing, blogging is a great thing to do for SEO and, uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, maybe you start out with those links over to the different sort of national resources, but you sort of, over time, you can replace those with your own blog posts. Mm-hmm. Um, just make sure it's something that you're doing fairly consistently, whether it's at least once a month, but once, if you can get to once a week, if you're a fast writer, I can't write that fast, but if you're a fast writer and you can do that, great. Like that's going to be pretty great for you. Um, if you don't like blogging, one little tip you can do, if you feel more comfortable on an, on like a video and you want to talk, you could, um, you have to do a Facebook live or, or put videos on YouTube and take the transcript from those and, and make that into at least the beginning of a blog post, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great little tip to kind of double dip on your content, especially if you don't like uh, writing. But but ultimately, like you want it in a blog format and written format on the website because that's what the search engines are going to be looking for more than anything. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've suggested to some of my clients that do not like uh, blogging, but they they're totally okay just turning the video on and talking about something. So I'm like, oh, do that. Just start a vlog, <laughs> and have them transcribed, and that way you have the words on your website of what you're talking about. But then they can also watch the video. So I think that's um, yeah, a great way to repurpose that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I've seen seen it done to great effect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any final thoughts about link building for SEO? Yeah. Like I said in the beginning, I think this is, uh, I mean, it's, it's definitely super powerful for SEO, but even if you're, you know, if the idea of keyword research and on-page optimization makes you pull your hair out, you might still give a helper reporter a shot, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can be featured in big places and that's, that's, that's kind of neat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Thank you so much for um, being here today and going in a little deeper into this strategy of the link building. And I think uh, it can really be beneficial to a lot of therapists. And, you know, once you have it, your little system and strategy set up about how you want to, to sign up and check your emails and have your template, it may just take a few minutes of your time to get featured in a really awesome publication. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why don't you tell people how they can find out more about you and the work that you're doing? Yeah. Yeah. Best place is just to go to itherapy.com. That's the letter I, of course, the word therapy.com. Uh, up at the top menu, if you're interested in SEO, you want to learn a little bit more from me and have a, you know, see me make some some more jokes about it and see me hold my baby because she likes to be out. <laughs> anyway, like <laughs> all that's available in my SEO course. Uh, so up at the top menu, you'll see courses and you can go there. Uh, if you use the code mountain, which I made just for you guys, you can get 10% off on the course, right? Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's been my pleasure. I'm happy to share with people. I hope it's helpful. And uh, thanks for having me.
Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. For episode 57, I'll be talking about why more information is keeping you stuck in your business and life. If you haven't yet listened to episode 55, I urge you to do that. In that episode, I began my conversation with Nick about the fundamentals of SEO. I'm truly grateful that you choose to join me here for practical, nature-based, magical support for your business and life. For more inspiration and to see what I'm up to, join me over on Instagram at Mountain Practice Journeys. If you're enjoying yourself here, please head over to Apple Podcast and hit those five stars and I'll be over the moon. And if you'd like to work with me, join me in Forest Mind, my cozy small group mastermind for private practice introverts, highly sensitive therapists, and solopreneurs who help and heal. May the forest be with you.